0: Welcome to Overnight Opinions, the weekly show brought to you by the Ladies Love Politics channel. Here you'll learn about everything that the mainstream media didn't tell you about last week. You'll get a blend of current events and spicy criticism directed towards our elected leaders. It's late, you're awake, so let's get started. For tonight's Overnight Opinion, we're going overseas. Sri Lanka is in the middle of an economic crisis. Soaring prices and electricity shortages are pushing the country's 22 million residents into a violent revolution. So far, the homes of 38 politicians have been burned down. Clashes between different factions of protesters and the police are leaving carnage in the streets. In one night alone, five people were killed and another 200 were injured. Protesters are lighting politicians' cars on fire and then dumping them in the river. People are literally hunting down politicians and journalists in the streets, beating them and stoning them. The prime minister was forced to resign, but even then the military had to help rescue him as protesters breached his private residence. Then there's the other brother, the finance minister, who was also forced to resign. His replacement, he stepped down in just 24 hours as well. And finally, we have the third brother, the president of Sri Lanka. People want him to resign as well for not only mismanagement, but also due to allegations of embezzlement and corruption. But why all this chaos? Well, Sri Lanka is facing their worst economic crisis since their independence from the British Commonwealth in 1948. Months ago, the government began instituting power outages. Recently, the prime minister announced that they would be extended up to 15 hours a day. This lack of power has caused hospitals to perform surgeries with cell phone flashlights. They've had to reuse medical supplies and are facing shortages of 14 essential medicines. Massive food shortages and rapidly rising costs are leaving the population hungry and scared. Just this past week, the country announced that it was on their last day of fuel. In addition, the country's currency, the rupee, has decreased by more than 30 percent. But all of this chaos didn't happen overnight. It's the result of decades of horrendous fiscal policy and mismanagement. The country is over $51 billion in debt, and for the first time in their history, they just defaulted on their debt. Currently, it's depending on countries like India to lend it money and resources. The IMF is considering a bailout for Sri Lanka, but they say the country must raise taxes and interest rates. However, this could send the country into an even greater downward spiral. Sri Lanka has also been importing way more than they export for years. To prevent the outflow of foreign currency, leaders banned chemical fertilizer last year, which has caused widespread crop failures. More knee-jerk and feckless solutions began popping up the government began issuing bans on non-essential items. It caused things like milk powder and car parts to be out of stock. Schools were even canceled because the government was too broke to afford paper for tests. The country's debt-to-GDP ratio is more than 100 percent. But all of this out-of-control spending is a systemic problem. As Fortune magazine notes, To sustain its overdrawn government budget, Sri Lanka has historically loaded up on debt and borrowed huge sums to invest in massive infrastructure projects, such as the Chinese-funded Hambantota International Port, with hopes that the end result would drive economic growth. They go on to say, But many of its costly infrastructure projects have been economic duds, and without any genuine source of revenue, the Sri Lankan government is left unable to repay the interest on its loans. Let's review and compare Sri Lanka with the U.S. There's a corrupt family using their power to help themselves get wealthy and not their citizens. And a leader who doesn't know what he's doing. Massive debt, which has grown bigger and bigger over time. Wasteful spending, bloated infrastructure projects, soaring inflation, food shortages, fuel shortages. Does this sound like the U.S.? Because it is. What's happening in Sri Lanka makes January 6th look like a cakewalk. While they are flipping cars and burning homes of politicians, Americans just walked in their capital, and a few of them moved some things around. Sri Lanka even makes Black Lives Matter riots look like just another rowdy night out. We look at third world countries and think, it can never happen here. It's America. But that's xenophobic. It can happen here. We are subject to the same repercussions for making the same stupid decisions as anyone else in any other country. No one can escape the consequences of electing incompetent and incapable leaders. Everyone said COVID couldn't come to America and that lockdowns would never happen. We sat back and watched China deal with the virus along with all of their draconian measures. Then guess what? We got COVID, imposed lockdowns and testing and issued mandates galore. Black Lives Matter riots and January 6th happened right here in our very own country but they were largely contained to what we're seeing in Sri Lanka. But there's one thing that's keeping us mild and letting them go wild. We're not starving, at least not yet. Think I'm exaggerating? Sri Lanka's president recently said the following. The next couple of months will be the most difficult ones of our lives. We must prepare ourselves to make some sacrifices and face the challenges of this period. Now take a listen to our fearless leader. With regard to food shortage, yes, we did re, re, so talk about food shortages. And, uh, and it's going to be real. And, uh, and it's going to be real. Seven days, six nights. The 76 gas station chain in Washington state is reprogramming their pumps with an extra digit at the price per gallon ticker. It will now allow double digit prices like $10. The company says the change does not mean they are anticipating $10 gallon of gas though. Police tackled a 26 year old Florida man from behind while pumping gas. A deputy fired his taser, causing the man to be engulfed in an explosive fire. Nearly 75% of his body is covered with third degree burns. Officers followed the man for several miles. Police say he was carrying a firearm, and even though the sheriff is recommending charges, the man has yet to be charged with anything. Police finally released some footage showing him going up in flames. The county sheriff called the burned man a menace. Authorities are refusing to release any incident reports. The deputy who fired the taser is facing charges of culpable negligence. A 911 operator has been suspended after hanging up on someone calling from inside the Buffalo supermarket while an active shooter slayed 10 people. The woman says the operator kept telling her to not whisper. She dropped the phone at one point, to which the operator said something before hanging up on her. American girls are entering puberty at an average age of 10. Black girls are developing even earlier, at the average age of 9. Some girls are showing puberty as young as 6. No one is sure why this is happening, but many speculate childhood obesity and chemicals in plastic products. Nearly 100 million Americans could be facing power blackouts this summer. The North American Electric Reliability Corporation is warning that the existing power grid is, quote, potentially insufficient to meet peak load during both normal and extreme conditions. Overwhelmed power plants and unreliable green energy substitutes are largely to blame. The states expected to be the most severely impacted are Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, and Wisconsin. Oklahoma has just passed the most restrictive abortion ban in the country. The new bill will now prohibit pregnancy terminations at the point of fertilization. Senator Rand Paul is demanding that the Supreme Court use a lie detector test to figure out who leaked the draft opinion on abortion. He is accusing the leaker of trying to stir up political violence and is calling for the arrest of all protesters outside the justices' homes. A 64-year-old man and his 18-year-old grandson have been arrested for running a ghost gun operation. Officers seized three polymer ghost guns, 15 high-capacity magazines, and nearly 1,000 rounds of ammo. The pair were caught after a neighbor complained to the police about what they were doing. From Hill to House. This week, the House passed the Consumer Fuel Price Prevention Act. This will allow the president to declare an energy emergency for up to 30 days. However, the president can extend this for as long as he deems necessary. This will give the FTC the authority to go after people who sell fuel at prices they deem are unconscionably excessive. The Biden administration has ordered $119 million of the Janios vaccine, which is for the prevention of smallpox and monkeypox. The full contract is nearly $300 million, which would provide a total of 13 million doses. They said what? Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra went on CNN this week to discuss the baby formula shortage. He was asked if he was satisfied with the administration's response. He said that he had known about it since last year. This is interesting because baby formula maker Abbott shut down its manufacturing plants just this February after reports of infant illness. This shutdown is what the shortage is being blamed on, but this isn't possible if Percera knew about the shortage last year. So is something else going on? You're satisfied with the government's response throughout this? From everything I've I've known, and FDA has kept me apprised of this from last year, uh, we have been moving as quickly as we can. Pussies and patriots. We get a pussy and a patriot all in one clip this week. It really needs no setup, so go ahead and watch, and I think you can figure out who's who. Um, what do you say a woman is? I believe that everyone can identify for themselves. Okay. Um, do, do you believe then that men can become pregnant and have abortions? Yes. Excuse me for interrupting. Do you realize this is a party line? Put on your waiters. We're about to dive deep into the swamp, the creatures that live in it, and their salacious shenanigans for this week's party line. We're having party line trouble. (laughs) The girls are fighting. After losing the U.S. Senate primary in Pennsylvania, Kathy Barnett took to Twitter to unload on Sean Hannity. I do want to say, never forget what Sean Hannity did (laughs) in this race. Almost single-handedly, Sean Hannity sowed deep seas of disinformation, flat out lies every night for the past five days. And that was just extremely hard to overcome. And now, numbers you need to know. Mortality in the white collar sector increased 24% from 2020 to 2021. Less than 64% of those deaths were COVID-19 related. Blue-collar sector mortality increased by 19%, of which more than 80% was COVID-19 related. <laughs> Thanks for watching Overnight Opinions. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.